0: Fit for life radio episode number 122 your hosts, i'm gary
1: and i'm will
0: and we're with you here this week we're with you we're with you we're with you will just got back from vacay all right it was you went to a wedding
1: yeah it, w- it was still a, we'll call it a vacay yeah and we did a lot more stuff and while he was gone he got he got wiped up. Wiped up. He got engaged. I didn't get married at a chapel in Vegas, <laughs> but we did get engaged. We did have a small discussion about that.
0: And if you don't follow well on the socials, you didn't see his perfectly planned it was, proposal. It was
1: perfect. It he, was like the most perfectly planned on the whim events. Mm-hmm. Like it was planned, but like. Very briefly,
0: (laughs) The one thing we have to go over, because it's what everyone knew, thought they knew. Yeah. So you and Whitney, y'all's thing is like getting coffee almost every Mm -hmm. weekend, trying out all these different coffee shops. Always. So when Will proposed, it was like in Arizona, right? Yeah. And, you know, some rocky terrain. And then evidently, right in the background of where he proposed and he had like a camera set up, there was a big rock mountain thingy and it is shaped like a coffee um coffee pot coffee pot and it's called coffee Coffee pot 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 rock Rock. and
1: that was like the best coincidence but when i realized that it was called coffee pot rock i was like i gotta i gotta do it but i didn't know it existed until like that day Mm -hmm. when we were looking for places to hike and we ended up not being able to hike somewhere else and just made our way there
0: (laughs) See, I was like, ah, it all makes sense now. <laughs> I was like, he I've pl- been
1: planning this for years. <laughs> he
0: planned this out three years ago. He got his friend to get engaged and married so that he could say, Hey, let's go to this wedding in Arizona. And but really you knew it was near coffee, coffee, pot, rock.
1: <laughs> I wish that I was that big of a mastermind. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be something that but I actually, I should probably be pissed if that was, <laughs> if that was the whole plan. But yeah, so coffee, pot, rock, it was awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: The other best thing was, you know, you do this. Drop down on the knees. She turns around. You're proposing, and then you and her. This was my favorite part. Just start laughing in each other's faces. It was the best, man. Like cackling. It was
1: a genuine <laughs> moment. It was so perfect. Because uh, she said, "Holy shit!" That was her reaction, yeah. and that that made the whole thing. Mm,
0: that's real romance. It is. That's it how is. you know you got it when, if you, when you have, oh, if you. Try have a real romantic moment. No neither <laughs> of you can take it take it serious and you just start laughing. Like we'll see stuff on TV, you know, watching all these like wedding dating shows. Yeah. And I'm like, what if I looked you dead in the eye and said something like that? Like <laughs> she, she was laughing your face, man. A hundred percent.
1: Same. Oh. Nah, it was good. It was a good moment. So now you guys are caught up on our current events. Mm-hmm. Where my life is at. Yeah. Here we are. Back to the real world. No,
0: no engagements for me.
1: No engagements for Gary. Just. I'd be worried if there was. <laughs> <laughs> come back and your whole life has changed. Mm. Oh, Lordy. When you
0: pulled up to podcast, I'll, I thought you were going to pull up in a minivan. <laughs> a couple kids. Yeah, a couple kids. Like real frustrated. Like, come on. <laughs> come on, Chad. Chad. And he's on his phone. He gets out. He's just staring at his phone, you know, he his headphones on L- while he walks.
1: I think that's how <laughs> it is. That's how most kids are now. Uh, oh Lordy!
0: All right, today we're gonna talk about rap about
1: rap about.
0: And I'll say we've all been guilty of this at one point. Yeah, so time. we're
1: not we're not throwing stones. But
0: you know, when you're on Instagram enough, you you see a lot of things, and one of them is just the problem with most exercise programs, right? And this is even trainers. most, Most trainers you hire hold gym programs. And that is that the fitness industry is a transaction for fatigue. Yeah. And that goes back to, you know, 20, 30 years ago in that, you know, most time people, when we pay for something, then we expect this like, thing in return, right? We, and we almost need a sensation. And when you look at a lot of stuff, right? Let's, uh, toothpaste, right? The active ingredients in toothpaste are like, you would never feel them, right? But then they put in minty stuff and tingly stuff so that, you know, while you're brushing, there's a
1: immediate
0: sensation. You're like, this is working. Same thing for lots of supplements, right? you could take a lot of, um, pre-workout supplements. And we know over time, the real only proven main ingredient is creatine.
1: Yeah. And then caffeine, but right. Yeah. But you
0: know, caffeine gives you the mental thing, but then they they'll throw uh, other things in that make you tingly like beta alanine. Yeah. Ni- niacin. Niacin. And Which, that's a,
1: yeah, if you've ever felt like that tingly, like flushed skin mm-hmm. feeling, and for some people it's intense and almost feels like your skin's crawling that gives you that immediate rush of like, okay, this pre-workout's doing something. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's more immediate than like, oh, this creatine did its job over the course of five years and you never really felt it. Mm -hmm. That's not how people want to feel.
0: Yeah. And so it almost probably started from a place of fear. I know it did for me when I was a trainer, young trainer, and you're like, I have, these people need to leave feeling really tired. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, leave feeling like they got their money's worth. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's hard not to start in that place though.
0: So it ends up being like, oh, this, the consumer's expectation is I'm going to be really tired. You know, here's my money. Boom. The problem with that is we have what we have talked about before this like recovery bucket and fatigue bucket and more too much training can inhibit our actual recovery. It's actually less effective. To train right? too much, and then if you're someone who you have a stressful job and family and and other responsibilities, you you need to monitor that, right? And yeah, most people just let me make you in programs, let me make you as tired as possible. There, we did we did our job, right?
1: Because I think people feel, I guess, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they conquered something. Yeah, if they're super tired after a workout, like oh, I did it. You know, like I did something hard Mm -hmm. and I understand that feeling too of like people want to feel accomplished. That's the word I was looking for. Um, and that gives them that, that check mark of like, I did good because I can, I can feel how tired I am. Yeah. So it's not crazy that people kind of gravitate towards that. It's really not, but it's not what we should be pushing people towards.
0: Yep. And here's the thing. Fatigue is also the easiest thing to program for. Yeah. Because you can just throw any, you can just say, hey, do 30 burpees, run around the building twice, come back in, 30 more burpees, repeat, and anyone is going to get really tired. All of us are going to be tired from But that. all that it will be is fatigue. Yeah. Right? What if now someone, after five burpees, they get so exhausted that they lose their form?
1: And they can't do good burpees anymore.
0: Yeah, but they keep doing them for an hour. So you're now reinforcing poor movement. And maybe even something that the person shouldn't even be doing. Right.
1: Yeah. Now they're in a very fatigued state doing something they have no business doing. And that's a recipe for getting injured.
0: Yep. And the other thing is, you know, people tie to like tons of fatigue, tons of soreness, all this, that means a good workout when the reality is most of the time it actually means you probably did too much, right? We only need a little bit of, you know, to, to make progress like a little bit p- beyond what we're capable of and just massive levels of trying to make someone as tired as possible is less effective. Absolutely. The only thing it's good for is or I that in even in you know to do some of it in the program is mental toughness. Yeah.
1: Which I th- it it's an important part of prog- of programming because mm-hmm. it is good to be able to mentally push through things that are difficult. Yep. But All of your workouts should not be that type of workout.
0: And you have to train for it. It is a thing that should be in programs, but it also really only if you are going to be competing, right? Because Mm -hmm. you do need to train mental toughness because when you get into competition, yes, you are going to get very fatigued. You are going to push your limits.
1: You got to be able to go through that. And
0: boundaries. Exactly. But the thing is, training should not and is not competition. No. Every You you can't do that every day. Nope. So when you go every day, you're making your workout, like competition, you're, you're going to burn out. And you're also, you're not getting better, right? When you look at even people who are athletes, they train looking for small incremental improvements with strength, with conditioning, with yeah. s- with skill work, with everything.
1: Imagine if somebody in the NFL, like they played a game every day expecting to get better. Yeah. What's going to happen if they're playing a game every day? They're going to get injured. They're going to get burned out. And they're going to have a very, very short career. And that's how we need to approach training as yeah. well.
0: So isn't it crazy? And we're talking to athletes that yeah, <laughs> then regular, everyday, general population, lifestyle-oriented goals. Who just want to feel better yeah, and look better. You have these programs and trainers out here training people like they're they're competing every day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's... And I think we forget too, because we see people on on Instagram and and Facebook and that a lot of those people, like that's their whole job. Yeah. Like they don't have as, you know, as much stuff in their bucket as you do for the most part. You know, when your whole job is fitness, you can make it a priority. You can, you know, orient your entire life around it. But Mm -hmm. when you're just like an average person who has kids and a full-time job that they may not like very much, like your bucket's already way more full than the 25-year-old who has zero... Things to worry about.
0: Yep. And the ironic thing is in, you know, 17 years, I've never had a client, prospective client, where their goal, where they sit down and like, I want to be completely exhausted. Yeah. It's It's always, hey, I want to get out of pain. I want to lose body fat. I want to have more energy. I want to reduce stress. Guess what? (laughs) Training you know train insane uh chasing fatigue does is none of those things no that's not that's not how you line up anything and now here's the catch right to train for those things to have a good training program it is much it takes more effort it's hard and thought to go into the programming to actually achieve those things and then you have to yeah have more delayed gratification right because yeah the reality is if you want to get out of pain. Okay. Normally pain comes from poor movement or incapable, being incapable of certain movements that you then try to force. So extreme fatigue, there's no place for that No, because you get those endorphins flowing. Now you're actually blocking your ability to pay attention, to keep good form. And then you're going to be again, practicing in proper form because that's what you're going to resort to. So you need to slow down. You need to focus more. You need to have more rest. You need less fatigue yeah. if you want to get out of pain. Less, lose body fat, nutrition, and then staying healthy with your training, being able to get stronger, build muscle, which requires we- again, rest and focus. And too much fatigue is going to cause more stress. And it's also going to drive our appetite up. Yeah. So more stress, higher appetite, those make it harder.
1: Yeah, and you, then you're just putting up a wall against yourself.
0: Yeah, to for the goal of losing fat, you're making it harder. Then you have like more energy, reduced stress. Gen, you know, so general goals, same thing. If you kind of cross this threshold and go into this super fatiguing state, you cross over where you can actually get energy, you feel more energetic after workout. So yeah, you're going to feel completely exhausted and you have to lay around more the rest of the day you're not going to be able to fully recover and it just becomes the snowball and then your
1: daily movement goes down like we've talked about neat a bunch when you're completely wrecked from training like your neat is going to go way down and that's a big big factor in losing weight for a lot of people and just Mm -hmm. general health so that's a, a whole nother thing to consider is that you should feel not that you should feel like you know completely amazing, like a ray of sunshine when you're done just lifting weights. You should feel good, though, like you should Mm -hmm. feel pretty good and, you know, energized for the rest of your day.
0: You have to reframe what your expectations are. That is the most important thing. If you expect to feel exhausted and that's what you um, judge it by, then yeah, you're going to be disappointed. If you expect to feel more energy and like you could have done more, you want to leave feeling like you better than you came in. Then when you actually feel that way, you'll, you start to kind of change your reward circuit, right? Yeah. And, and appreciate that and know what to look for. And then you don't need to rely on, oh, I have to feel completely exhausted. Um, When you truly trust the process and know that for most goals, again, they definitely can have its time and place. Maybe, you know, for once a week for mental toughness or for entertainment, or if you're someone competing in a sport, then you're, yeah, you definitely need to train those elements in the right amounts. But yet, so for most people, if every workout can't be some knockdown drag out exhaustion fest, you need to focus on resting more, better focus, more than likely more resistance training and reinforcing proper movement instead of sloppy movement. And those are the things you wanna focus on. Not trying to get as tired as possible, not trying to get as out of breath as possible. Yeah. Um, again, yeah, better workouts. That's ultimately what we're after. And,
1: the, and like we said before, like that's harder to do. It's harder to program for. Mm-hmm. You could probably get anybody off the street to program a, a workout that makes you tired. Yep. You could do basically anything. You know, as long as your heart rate gets up and you're doing hard stuff. Yeah. Like, and l- and you takes. like take no rest between stuff. Yeah. So if, you know, there's a, you'll see trainers that kind of pride themselves on like beating the crap out of people with mm-hmm. their workouts. Like that's really, you're not a good at your job yeah, is what it is.
0: If you go in and the first workout at a place just makes you extremely, extremely exhausted. And then every there workout thereafter is basically piling on top of that, then that, is actually lazy programming, lazy coaching, and...
1: And I think, like you said, when we first started out, because I felt the same way, like it's almost operating out of a place of fear Mm -hmm. of like, I have to do this because this person has to feel this way. Um,
0: It's truly operating out of, I believe fitness is a transactional uh, thing for fatigue and exhaustion.
1: And that's it. And that's where the buck stops with a lot of people. Yep. And that's I mean for us I'll give an example of our gym whenever people start at the gym we always set the expectation that your first week at the gym or even first mm-hmm. couple go, weeks go go through the motions go through the motions get used to the movements cuz really no matter what people are going to be sore unless they you know train 4 days a week coming into our program like you are going to be sore no matter what cuz you haven't done these movements either ever in your life or it's been a while so get used to you know how the movements work how the classes work how we coach all of that stuff And then they're starting nice and slow. Mm -hmm. But if their expectation is they're gonna come in and get the crap beat out of them, that's what they think they need to do. Um, And that's not what we want for people anyways. So making sure that people understand that, like this is how we do things and this is what we expect from you, it makes it a lot easier for them. And it takes the pressure off, I think, because people start and they're like, okay, well, I just have to get used to all of this. There's no pressure to go as as heavy or, or as hard as possible. And we tell people like, we don't want you to feel like you're having to crawl out of here. And for that reason, I think people are a little more um, calm about
0: yeah. that. Yep. And we, you know, and then some people are going to like more higher intensity stuff. And then that's where you have to, okay, balance with your frequency, right? Yeah. I mean, you can look at pro sports. You mentioned, look at football. Football is a, as high intensity as it gets. Yes. They play 17 games a year. One, and when they are playing, it's once a week. Out, mm-hmm. so once a week and 17 weeks out of the year because the intensity is so high. Look at baseball, the most low intensity sport, right? They can play 167, whatever games a year. And it's like, and for like half the year, you know, and that's because it's way lower intensity. They're able to do it more often. So same thing with your workout program. If you're someone who likes to train at the highest intensity, you need to have a lot lower frequency or a definitely lower frequency of those high intensity type workouts. If you'd like to train high frequency all the time, you need to lower your intensity.
1: Yeah. You know? And and, that, and it can work though. Like there's somebody, a lady at the gym and um, I won't say who it is, but she's been training with us for a long time and she does a very good job of moderating her intensity. And she comes mm-hmm. to the gym like six days a week. And if you're listening to this, you probably, you know, and you know her, you know who it is, but... She does a very good job of that. And you know, her intensity isn't crazy high during the workouts, but that's fine. Cause she likes the frequency of it. She likes to do something every day and it works very well for her, mm-hmm. you know, whereas someone like us, like we do, not that we do a lot of high intensity, like cardio stuff, but generally like we train yeah. pretty hard in our strength training stuff. Um, so we're only going like three days a week. And then we walk outside of that, you know, because we do prefer, and I know we've tried, you know, four five, six day splits. And I know they're not for you and they're not for me either. Like I, I kind of burn out on that high frequency stuff. Um, so because I like to keep it a little more intense on my strength days, like I do need the days off Yeah, to not, you know, to recover properly.
0: Yep. And yeah. And that's the way we program at Coastal Strength and Fitness is, yeah, most of our clients want to feel better, move better, get out of pain, lose body fat. So there's balance in the workouts, right? We have Mm -hmm. strength portions where you're resting a couple minutes and you're focused on your form and we'll sprinkle in little, uh, finishers and cardio segments. Um, but the goal's not to, from the time you walk in the door to the time you leave to just get you as exhausted as possible nonstop. And more and more places are getting better at programming and, and you're seeing as people care more about stress and mental health that, they're learning to balance these things and things like meditation and, and yoga are more popular. So, you know, people are catching on and, and kind of, but there's still, it, it blows my mind. How many, just kind of like, how much junk there is. There's a know? lot of junk, junk. And I get it. Like you said, a fear based thing almost from the fitness industry side of like,
1: we have to provide this or if people we, won't show up. Yeah,
0: exactly. But you know, we started eight years ago now
1: and we, and we were more geared towards that when we started, I feel yeah. like, but we've evolved because, of you know what we truly believe works and what is best for people, and we've changed towards that, and I, we're just confident in it too. Like mm-hmm. I'm very confident in how how we program and how we coach, and that it is the best for people, and that it might be different than what people you know normally expect, but yep. no one's you know someone's got to change how people think about training, and you know that's our job.
0: Yeah, and then. You may wonder, well, yeah, what should you look for? And again, it it really comes down to a balance and yeah, that, you know, getting enjoyment and entertainment out of your training for some people is important. That's fine. But again, it can't be every workout, right? So, um, or entire workouts, you know? So if you're someone who does train more frequently, you know, you could have three or four strength days a week and one or two high intensity, uh, conditioning type circuit workouts. Or you could be someone who, you know, likes to train two, three, four days a week and kind of have a, a, all of it within your workout. But I think same thing. If you have – if you worked out six days a week and you had four strength days and two high-intensity days, that's what, like a third, you know? Um, yeah. And if you broke it down by time, those circuits really say they're like 20 to 30 minutes each. So that's an hour. And then your four, three or four strength days is like – or four hours right so it's like 20 25 percent you know so you can think similar to 80 20 the 80 20 rule people have always mentioned for like everything so same thing then or you could have two three or four workouts where yeah you have like your strength stuff and then like a little cardio you know to kind of get that peak intensity Mm -hmm. for a little bit so if your workouts an hour you know you may have 40 ish minutes of strength work and then like a little 10 15 minute finisher you know or 45 minute workout you'll have like 30 35 minutes of strength
1: 10 minutes of a little 5 10
0: minute finisher um so and and you'll then find oh yeah i don't need to do that for 45 minutes and completely wipe myself out you can just reach those peak heart rates and peak moments in a little bit kind of get the same um
1: Endor- endorphins and feeling and, and an feeling but
0: it. but in the actual dose that you're able to recover from and benefit from you know if again if you yes yeah, say obviously that when you do these exhausting workouts you are working your conditioning and pushing it but you're pushing it to a place where you may not be able to actually recover and get the actual physical
1: the benefit out of it
0: adaptions yeah because um, so, that's another
1: thing that we have to remember is that training is a stress that you adapt to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's, that's all it is. If you want to break it down as simple as possible. So if you can't adapt because the stress is almost too much, then you're not, yeah. you're not getting any better. You're not getting stronger. Your conditioning's not improving.
0: None yeah. of
1: that. So you have to have enough that you can actually recover, but not too much yeah. or not too little, but we're talking too much right now.
0: And a good visual is like, if you're digging a hole, you know so if your workout digs so imagine you're standing on your baseline your level flat ground. of flat ground and then you dig this hole and then rest recovery all that the, you're able to fill the hole back in and then it actually fills in a little higher right so now your baseline's higher and then over time you dig these little holes re- refill rebuild so over time your yeah, ground gets higher yeah your baseline fitness level strength conditioning all these things are improving now if you dig too big of a hole I don't know why I'm showing you with my hands like they can see if you they dig can see, they can too, feel it. too big a hole and you're not able to actually fill it back in and then another big hole and you can only get it filled in a little now you're actually just digging and digging and digging a deeper hole and your baseline is actually lowering, mm-hmm. you know, or barely getting back to where it was. And yeah, over time it's just, you burn out.
1: Yeah. Have you ever felt that like you're training really hard and then you start to lose motivation and you feel like you're not, pro- you know, you're not getting any progress and, you know, mentally, you're just not, not really there. That's what's generally happening is Mm -hmm. that you're just doing too much. You're not able to recover from whatever it is you're doing. And then just know all of our abilities to recover are different. Yeah. So if your friend can do six days a week and recover from it, well, that's great, but you might not be able to.
0: Because what does your sleep look like? What does your nutrition look like?
1: So you, you have, we have to, you know, look inward and kind of realize what we ourselves can handle and not compare it to anybody else Mm -hmm. because it is going to be different across the board, you know, what everyone can and at different times in your life. Sometimes you're just, you know, you're under the gun from every direction, your kids, your job, your marriage, all of that stuff. So you can't handle, but so much, but somebody who is, I don't know, kid free, they got a job they love, not a whole lot of life stress, like they can handle a whole lot more. So it's just realizing where you're at and what you can handle in that moment is an important thing.
0: Yep. So, big picture, big takeaway is reframe your expectation. Don't don't let fatigue sell. Don't chase that sensation. Nah. Um, reframe again, m- especially if you fall into the camp. You have to be honest with yourself. Are your goals, it, you know, things like getting out of pain, losing body fat, having more energy, being re- more able? Yeah, being more physically capable, reducing stress then, yes, again, the endless fatigue, exhaustion-type workout is not, hel- it's not It's not. helping. Helping.
1: So if you come across a gym or a program or a trainer where the major sell is like, how ta- this is really yeah. hard or how tired you're going to be, then I would move on. I yep. would find something else, um, find somebody where like resistance training is a priority, your recovery is taken into account um, because those are really kind of your biggest things. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, avoid the uh I don't know, avoid the the high intensity loop
0: loop. Yeah, of where you we go hard, all out, or you start chasing chasing that sensation and that fatigue and then you just need more and more and you just And slow- at a
1: certain point, you can't get more.
0: Yeah. And you're just digging a deeper hole. And again, yeah, it feels productive. It does. Cuz cuz you're getting tired, but you're literally not rec- you're deeper 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 hole
1: and then uh, i think a good question to ask is is this is this benefiting me in the long run mm-hmm. you know is this an all also- short-term gratification or a long-term gratification yeah. and if it's just short-term every single day you're probably not helping yourself over time like mm-hmm. you're not helping yourself towards your goal so it's again being honest with yourself like do i really need this to get to whatever my goals are
0: yeah and every if you are gonna lean that way then everything else has to needs to be on point and more yeah. of a priority. So your sleep are needs you getting to be a priority? Yeah, are you getting eight hours of sleep? Are you reducing stress in other times? Are you nailing your nutrition, counting calories, nailing macros? You know, getting your protein, micronutrients, high quality foods. Are you prioritizing all the, prioritizing all those things? Because that should be like the baseline. If then you're going to train that at, hard and lean towards a default of a much higher. Um, state you know of fatigue that you're reaching in your workouts
1: yeah and we know like all that stuff maintaining all that is hard you know which is mm-hmm. why it's just for most people not sustainable so um yeah check in on the important things
0: Yep. all right well hopefully that's our
1: it's our psa for the day psa
0: just a message that you know we kind of bash bash you over the head with but people it's important need to hear it man and remember we're in this business we are in the business of clients succeeding like yeah we we, we only tell people what we think
1: will help them succeed will help them succeed the most like that's it it, like we don't (laughs) want to tell people what they want to hear that's actually you know Mm -hmm. quite often the opposite of Uh, you know what they need to hear versus what they want to hear um but yeah yeah, like we're in this Uh, to help people not just make transactions yeah
0: i ran someone random was talking to him and you know they find out what you do and then they have quite you know questions start talking and ultimately yeah they, they wanted to lose weight and you know I uh, kept defaulting to you you have it's going to come down to nutrition and you can tell people don't want to hear that no and they just hope and there's got to be something else it's, it's got to be, be yeah, something yeah let me work out harder and it's like look I I want everyone to succeed you know if it was something else I would gladly tell yeah, them yeah, that we would right? tell you man the only reason I would default there so soon is because, yeah, that's how important it is for that goal and, and that thing. And it's almost just like you can see in people's eyes where, ah, you know, and I probably do it with certain stuff, you know, stuff out, you know, where maybe I am looking for a quick fix and mm-hmm. you, you don't want it to be the, the, the harder the thing way you're avoiding, but it's you. So you have to realize that that, you know, we, it's not to be contrarian. It's literally of, you know, at this point, you know, 17 years of doing this, seeing hundreds and thousands of people and where most people's, you know, roadblocks and obstacles are, and then saying, hey, let's get the message out. Yeah. That helps the most with where people run into issues. So that's where we're at. Yeah. That's
1: where where we come from.
0: Yep. All right. Well, Stu stu on that. Let us know. Somebody
1: took something from that. You know, yes, do on it. Chew on it a little bit and see how, see how you feel about it. All right. Well, we thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at CoastalFitnessVA.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time.